Today is Saturday, January 11th, 2020. On this day in 1965, 15-year-olds Christine Sherrick and Marianne Schmidt were murdered on the sand dunes off Wanda Beach in South Sydney, Australia. Their case remains one of the most infamous unsolved murders in the country. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the Wanda Beach murders, the cold case of two teenagers attacked while exploring the sand dunes off Wanda Beach. Let's go back to the morning of January 11, 1965, as a local train made its way to the south side of Sydney. Christine and Marianne were on their way to Cronulla Beach over a two-hour train ride from home. The 15-year-olds had been to this beach only once before on New Year's Day the week prior. Much as both girls loved the ocean, the real draw was on the dunes that rose up off the sand, a congregation of teenage surfer boys. There was just one problem. The only way they'd gotten permission to visit the beach was by agreeing to bring Marianne's four younger siblings, Wolfgang, Trixie, Norbert, and Peter. Luckily, the little beach town where they were headed was perfectly safe. The kids wouldn't even notice if Christine and Marianne snuck off for a few minutes to meet boys. Christine and Marianne were best friends, though they looked more like twin sisters. They had matching wide smiles and short brown hair stuck in that awkward phase between wanting independence and having it. But there was something else that bonded the girls, something far more somber than most teenagers understood. They had both lost their fathers within the past few years and ever since had seemed adrift, a little lost at sea. Alone, they were shy, introverted girls, but together the pair were confident, outgoing young women. Christine and Marianne gave one another the courage to talk to boys and get into harmless fun. They were happiest in each other's company especially on adventurous days like these. It was windy at Cronulla Beach, but the group decided to make the best of it. Marianne took little Wolfgang swimming in the shallows, where she locked eyes with a boy about her age who seemed to be hunting crabs with a knife. Wolfgang splashed around, paying no attention, as his sister beckoned Christine over and the pair of teenage girls began talking to the young man. Suddenly, Christine and the boy were gone, but Marianne didn't seem concerned. She and Wolfgang joined the rest of the Schmidt clan, and soon enough, Christine was back. She was clearly up to something, as she nonchalantly suggested they take a walk over to nearby Wanda Beach after their picnic lunch. Wanda Beach was a mile upshore from Cronulla, a 20-minute hike over the sand dunes. The ragtag group set out, but given the high winds, the little kids soon grew tired. Realizing they would never make it to Wanda, 
Christine and Marianne offered to grab their belongings from the beach so they could head home. The four kids agreed to wait right there. The girls started heading off, but in the wrong direction. Ten-year-old Peter told them as much, but they just giggled as they hurried away. Clearly, they had no intention of leaving the beach just yet, so Wolfgang, Peter, Trixie, and Norbert sat and waited as their sister and her friend ran up over the sand dune and out of sight. After 20 minutes of waiting, Wolfgang tried to find his sister. He caught a glimpse of the girls disappearing over the next dune with the boy who had been hunting crabs. He told his siblings as much, and so they waited a bit longer for the girls to reappear. What happened next is anyone's guess, although the coroner's report colors in more details. Christine may have had a few sips of alcohol minutes before her death. She and Marianne were probably enjoying a little harmless flirting. Perhaps the crab hunter tried to make a move, or perhaps he left and someone else was quick to swoop in. Something escalated, and as the girls turned to leave, Christine probably heard the rock thwack against her skull before everything went dark. In a moment, police are called to the site of two shallow graves. Now back to the story. On the afternoon of January 11, 1965, 15-year-olds Christine Sharrick and Marianne Schmidt were murdered in the sand dunes off Wanda Beach. Their killer buried them in shallow graves. Meanwhile, Marianne's four younger siblings, Wolfgang, Peter, Trixie, and Norbert, patiently waited for hours, exactly where she had instructed them to. But as the afternoon grew long, 10-year-old Peter Schmidt decided to go looking for his sister, to no avail. He could have walked right over her body, never the wiser. Close to 5 p.m., Peter decided he and his three siblings would need to head back to the train station to catch the last train back home. He hoped his sister had gotten a ride and would be there to greet them at the door. But when the Schmidt children arrived home at 8 p.m., there was no sign of Marianne or Christine. By 8.30 that evening, Christine's grandmother reported the two 15-year-olds missing. The next morning, January 12, 1965, a man named Peter Smith was walking the sand dunes when he noticed a patch of hair sticking out of the sand. Initially, he thought it was a mannequin and went over to look, but when he started to dust off the head of hair, he realized he'd found a corpse. Police were quick to descend on the scene. They began exhuming Mary Ann's body and soon noticed a third foot sticking out of the sand. It was Christine. They also noticed a long drag mark starting at the gravesite and running up the dune. Thanks to that mark and the autopsy report, police were able to piece together an approximation of what had happened. The killer likely attacked Marianne first, 
they managed to stab her over 14 times, once through the heart, before slitting her throat so deeply she was nearly decapitated. As she lay bleeding out in the sand, Christine likely began to run. The killer caught up to her and the back of her skull was crushed. She had been stabbed at least six times. The killer dragged Christine's body back down the sand dune to be buried beside Marianne. Police also noted how eerily quiet this particular dune seemed to be. You couldn't hear the ocean or surrounding beach. The gravesite was perfectly still. Someone could scream down there and no one would hear a thing. The coroner found traces of semen on both women, although based on the other evidence, it seems uncertain whether they were raped. The murder weapon, a knife, was never found. And the only lead the police really had to go on was Wolfgang's description of the crab hunter, who he described as a surfer boy with long blonde hair. In a town like Sydney, that incriminated just about everyone. The crab hunter was never found, and no other suspect seemed to fit. The case became known as the Wanda Beach Murders and eventually went cold. Half a century later, the most likely suspect is serial killer Christopher Wilder, better known as the Beauty Queen Killer. He was living in Sydney at the time. In 1968, Wilder's wife allegedly called police to report him. She believed he was involved in the murders and told police as much before leaving her husband permanently. Police took eight months to follow up on the tip, however, and by the time they went to interview him, Wilder had moved to the United States. Wilder's American killing spree officially started in 1984, but he likely got away with murder in Australia before that, including perhaps on January 11, 1965. Whether or not Wilder was the killer, however, Marianne and Christine are still without justice. The real end of their story lies hidden in the shadows of the sand dunes at Wanda Beach. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you'd like a more in-depth exploration of the Wanda Beach murders, check out our two-part series on Unsolved Murders. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Carly Madden. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Aaron Lan, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Vanessa Richardson.